Welcome to Daily Defining Moments. This is Pastor Allen, and I'm so glad you're with me. Our goal each day is to help you open your Bible and connect with Jesus. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We're reading through the New Testament portion of the One Year Bible in the New Living Translation. Today is August 3rd, and our reading comes from Romans chapter 16. This is the end of of the book of Romans. And beginning in verse 17, he says this, And now I make one more appeal. My dear brothers and sisters, watch out for people who call division and upset people's faith by teaching things contrary to what you've been taught. Stay away from them. Such people are not serving Christ our Lord. They're serving their own personal interest. By smooth talk and glowing words, they deceive innocent people. But everyone knows that you are obedient to the Lord. This makes me very happy. I want you to be wise in doing right and stay innocent of any wrongdoing. The God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. May the grace of our Lord Jesus be with you. I want us to talk a little bit today about the idea of church conflict. Church conflict. Because every church has to deal with conflict. Churches are made up of people, and people are imperfect. And sometimes people get upset when they shouldn't. Sometimes people get confused. Sometimes people are misled. And so how do we protect our church unity, protect our church culture, so that we can do what God has called us to do? Well, let me give you a few thoughts. First, we've got to organize around the truth. We've got to recognize that God's Word gives us instruction about all of this, about church government, about church culture, about the leadership and character of leaders, about conflict resolution and a process, and God has given us His Spirit to help. So the good news is, We're not in this alone. The Holy Spirit will help us stay united, work together, and fulfill our mission. So we've got to trust first. We've got to trust truth. We've got to trust what does the Word of God, what does the Bible teach us about church conflict and all these details about church conflict. Secondly, we've got to have good church government. In other words, Just like in the government of the United States, there's got to be checks and balances. There's got to be a sharing of power. You can't have a situation where one person has all the authority and basically tells everybody else what to do. That's that's dangerous for the leader and for the congregation. So we at definition, in fact, you see this in the New Testament, there's always a plurality of elders. And so we've always had that here at Definition Church. So here's our church government. We have overseers, which is a group of four men who have all pastored uh, churches for 30 or more years, and they love Jesus. They've got a great track record, and they love me. Their goal is to pastor me and to make sure that I keep my heart right, to make sure that me and my family, that we're healthy and doing well and thriving spiritually. Because at the end of the day, the church becomes a reflection of the heart of the leader. So their job is to help me keep my heart right. 
And then another thing that they do is if the church ever has conflict or if the church ever has a, a serious problem, like if I were to get hit by a bus today or if I were to get a terminal illness today or if I would do something immoral that would disqualify me, the role of those overseers are to come in and to help me figure out a path to recovery and then help the church transition and find a new leader. That way, everybody is protected. So that's what our overseers do. Then we have a, a lead team, and this is made up of a, a group of people, me, Eric, Rick, Jonathan, and Chelsea. And again, they've been with us for years, 9 to 23 years. Isn't that crazy? They've been with us a long time. They've got a tremendous track record. They're very, very mature. They really love each other. They love me. They love this church. They love this city, and they lead our church. And then, of course, we've got staff below them that oversee all the different ministries. And one of the things that we do as a church is we're trying to push authority and responsibility down into the organization. In other words, we don't lead from top down so much as we're trying to empower the church to lead and make decisions, to make a difference. We want to give that away. We want to trust you. We want to empower you. And sometimes when we do that, we we have mistakes or we have messes, and we're glad to clean that up because we value empowering and trusting people over everything always being perfect. And so we've got good structure. Then we also have trustees. The trustees in our church are, are responsible for all the finances. So important. So there is a, a, a group of lay people. In other words, none of them are paid by the church who have all the authority over the finances of our church. So they approve the budget. They would approve buying property or building a building or in, entering into any kind of legal contract. They have to approve any changes to our bylaws. So you've got a group of ordinary church members who have been here for a long time. They love Jesus. They love our church. But they're not paid people. They're church members who have authority over all the financial legal part of our church. And again, it creates a very healthy relationship where we have to work together and we have to communicate so we can all get on the same page so we can all move forward together. So you've got to have good church process. Then a third thing is you've got to follow a biblical process for dealing with conflict. Matthew 18 lays this out so clearly. It's very simple. If you're offended or you don't like something or you disagree with something, step one, you go to the person. If you don't get the response that you were hoping to, step two, you identify a mature believer. So one of our pastors or maybe your small group leader, somebody that you know you can trust that's mature in the Lord, and you go back with that person and you have that same conversation, and that person helps you to, to maybe see more clearly and the three of you can kind of figure it out. Well, if that doesn't go well, then we take it up another level and you get a group of pastors who sit down with those people and decide what's the right thing to do. And then we've got to trust the wisdom of that group. In fact, in Matthew chapter 18, it promises. This is where that verse is, by the way, that says, where two or more are gathered, two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of them. What that means is when two or three people come together and they're trying to solve conflict, they're trying to figure something out together, God promises, I'll send the Holy Spirit to help them see clearly, 
to give them a plan and ideas. The Holy Spirit will help them work that thing out if we can trust the Holy Spirit. We're not in this alone. So I say all of that just to say we don't have to fear conflict. Conflict is a normal part of all relationships and a normal part of church world. But if we'll handle conflict by standing on the truth, by taking advantage of the church government and structure that we have in place for everybody's protection, and then do conflict the way the Bible describes and outlines for us, then nine times out of 10, man, we're able to navigate conflict with the help of the Holy Spirit and actually strengthen the church and our relationships. And these same principles actually also apply in your home and in your marriage and at work, especially if you're in a Christian company or organization, we can bring these same principles to bear and really navigate conflict in a way that blesses everybody. So let me pray for you. Father, I pray for all of us that we would handle conflict well. I'm just convinced conflict has the power to destroy relationships or strengthen them. So God, help us to stand on your word, to trust the structure, to trust the process, and to trust your spirit to lead us through every conflict that we face, whether that's in our marriage or with our kids or at church or at work or in our neighborhood and all of these environments. Conflict is when what I want and what the other person wants clash. And God, in those moments, help us to be led by your spirit, to handle it in a way that blesses everyone involved and ultimately strengthens your kingdom and points people to Jesus. God, give us the humility to trust you with conflict. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, thanks again for being with me. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow.